Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Shit's getting way too complicated for me. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, November 17, 2022. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 667 of the Biden-Harris administration, 719 days until the 24 presidential election. Get ready. I'm kidding. It's two years away. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska, Twitter, BobSeska underscore go, Patreon, BobSeskaShow.com. My link tree is in the description. And sitting right over there, it's the Goth Ninja. It is Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, patreon.com slash from the bunker. Also, the Stephanie Miller show, stephaniemiller.com, sexyliberal.com, too. And David Ferguson, we call him T Rex. His music project is Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Hi, Goth Ninjas. I have a uh, election year hangover. I don't feel, I don't have a headache. I don't feel nauseous or any of those things. I, I'm just, I feel beaten up after <laughs> this past year. And I'm ready for a break. So I guess right here, I, I want to talk about what our schedule is going to look like next week because it's Thanksgiving already. It's like we just got done with wow. Halloween and it's Thanksgiving is next week. But next week we have a Tuesday show and then nothing. <laughs> no Wednesday show, no Thursday show next week. And there will be no after party next week either. Aww. I know, but I need the I need the breather. I desperately need a breather. I don't know if you guys are feeling it, but I really feel it. Like yeah. this has been an intense year where I really try to maintain a sense of optimism leading up to the midterms, but at the same time, you know, is that ongoing thing, the thing that we're going to be facing election after election after election, which is, uh, you know, leaning too far back over your chair is like that Trump years kind of phenomenon where we all felt like we were leaning too far back in our chair and almost falling mm-hmm. over. But then catching herself at the last minute, that just felt like this past year because democracy was on the ballot. And if things had gone haywire, like the pollsters were forecasting, then we would have fallen over in our chairs. So you felt like Stephen Wright all year. Yes, exactly. Which is the, the basis for that analogy is that, that great Stephen Wright bit from I Have a I Pony. frozen vegetables. <laughs> I put a humidifier and dehumidifier in the room and let him fight it let out. Fight it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I spilled spot remover on my dog. Now he's gone. Yeah. 
I God, I had that album memorized. His oh, I, I did too. I think it's like his first too. album, "I Have a Pony." I think that's what it was called. So you know, I just I saw a graphic the other day that kind of sums up how I feel about the election, where it was like one side was blue and it said everybody gets a puppy. Yeah, fifty point two percent. The other side was red that said diarrhea forever. Forty nine point seven percent. Yeah, that's about right. And already we've seen the consequences of uh, the House being controlled by the Republicans. Kevin McCarthy, Republican leadership on the House side, clearly haven't seen the news in the past 10 days. Clearly haven't seen the exit polls. They haven't seen the fact that independent voters, women, people of color, young people across the board said, hey, you know what? F you. F you and your Trumpism. F you and your anti-democratic nonsense. We're pushing back against this. And the House of Representatives, the Republicans are like, what just happened? (laughs) We have no idea. We have political theater to stage. Yeah. So we're going to talk about, yeah, we're going to talk about that here in just a second. But I think the biggest news of the last 24 hours has been this vote in the Senate on the Respect for Marriage Act, which was hugely successful. I mean, they actually voted to break the filibuster with 62 votes, including Republican votes from uh, Blunt, Burr, Capito, Collins, Ernst. Loomis, Murkowski, Portman, Sullivan, <laughs> Romney. Romney was the surprise for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right after the Mormons decided we're going to support this legislation. Finally. Yeah. Since they were so against Prop 8 here. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say. Or Prop 8 here. They pushed Prop 8 on California. Right. Um, and, and so it's like, really? When did you guys change? Who? What happened? The weirdest thing about it is it also protected, in addition to same-sex marriage, it also protected interracial marriage. And uh, Mitch McConnell, who's not turtly enough for the Turtle Club, decided to vote no on Which means his, he would he would not be allowed to be married if over if they overturn you know loving. Yes, exactly. It's just like I guess he's calculating that. Well, no one's going to overturn loving, so I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Have you seen? Have you heard, Mitch? Another guy who hasn't been reading the news lately. I guess yeah. he just wants to keep things free and clear for his side piece, a croc. <laughs> yeah. Mitch McConnell voting no on cloture yesterday in the floor of the Senate. Let's see. Here he goes. Where's the thumb down? Yeah, thumbs down. There it is. There it is. That was the no vote. <laughs> Slowly making That was the way. sound of a turtle's O face. <laughs> I always think of Kimberly whenever I play that, because when I do, when I play really? that sound, uh, yeah. When I, not in that way, you sick fuck. <laughs> whenever I play that sound on the after party, Kimberly's like, uh, that's so intrusive. That's like we're eavesdropping on the turtle trying to have a moment. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. You know what? It is all over the internet. I mean, millions of people. That turtle is world famous. So don't feel bad for that turtle. It's that turtle is more popular is than car, all is of a us. Porn star. Yeah, based on downloads and views alone, that turtle is way more popular than all the rest of us combined. Just a little bit of reality here for the turtle fucking a croc sound. Mitch, Mitch McConnell. This is hugely popular. All right, so let's get into the midterms. We have some uh, uh, official news as far as control of the House. Obviously, as we were saying at the top of the show, the Republicans have won a narrow majority in the House of Representatives. But what does that mean? 
What will that mean for what the Republicans can and can't do? Well, <laughs> it means <laughs> Kevin's going to get his gavel, but it might as well be red hot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's going to it's going to be the most miserable two years of his little dryer lint headed life. I mean, well, and just yeah. he's going to make Paul Ryan look like he got stuff done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, remember what jo- happened to John Boehner and Paul Ryan? Yeah. They were both House speakers who didn't have the support of the crazy caucus, of the right. rodeo clown caucus, or then the Tea Party caucus, mm-hmm. and then what have they eventually called themselves the Patriot Caucus, and now it's the Freedom Caucus. They're running out of adjectives. Right. I, I think just go with the rodeo clown caucus and call it a day. But there's a very good chance that unless Kevin McCarthy appeases these people, which he's clearly going to do, he knows that they will oust him like they did with Boehner and Ryan. Without even thinking about it. So I think that's going to be a constant anvil hanging over Kevin McCarthy's head. And so consequently, and this is all good. I think this is good news for Democrats, for democracy, for the future of the republic. The fact that they're going to triple down on all the bullshit that turned voters out in massive numbers to make sure they didn't have a red wave going into this election. So they're doing it all over again. They keep effing that chicken, don't they? And the other thing, one of the things they're not going to be able to do is they're not going to be able to impeach Joe Biden. They're not going to have the votes, at least on the floor. They're not going to have the votes. The Senate isn't going to, yeah. Well, and the Senate obviously is not going to allow it. And uh, I mean, I don't, I I honestly don't think that they have enough Republican votes for that. That's what I mean. Yeah. They they don't have enough Republican votes on the House side because all they can lose is what? Maybe six votes, four votes maybe if they go with 222. Yeah, three or four votes somewhere in there in that range. Certainly they won't have that if it's, especially if it's something that's Mm -hmm. based on Hunter Biden's non-existent laptop. Right, right. I noticed today the House Republicans tweeted out, uh, Hunter Biden's laptop is real. And then real. You didn't see my quote tweet of that? I may have. I was like, so is mine. I know. Just like Hunter Biden, I'm not running for office or working for the government. Well, the thing is, is there is no laptop. Right. It's it's a hard drive, A, and two, (laughs) we don't know what's happened to that hard drive. There's no uh, chain of custody. That's right. I mean, it's all bullshit, you know? It's Mm -hmm. all fucking bullshit. Yeah, of course. Of course. Benghazi, Benghazi, Benghazi. Right. Each hearing, I think, is going to lose them like 1% of the independent vote in 2024. And that's my just my general uh, rule as far as, well, when you see a hearing, especially if Jim Jordan is in charge of it, well, you can count on them losing some independent voters because of it. And also firing up the Democratic base to turn out in 2024 to get rid of these bozos and make Akeem Jeffries the uh, (laughs) Speaker of the House. House. Okay, yeah, here it is. It's um, uh, Jeffries is the uh, minority leader. Yeah. Uh, The whip will be Representative Clark. Yes. And the caucus chair will be Pete Aguilar. Right, perfect. Okay, so that looks like it's going to be, and notice zero white men. I love it. On that list. Jim Clyburn, I think, is still in the mix as well. He's stepping down... He's going for assistant Democratic leader. Yeah, there you go. So he's going to be second in command to Hakeem Jeffries. Yep. 
And uh, and he goes, he moves up from the whip position, which is now Catherine Clark from uh, Massachusetts. So that's all good news. Uh, Nancy Pelosi obviously will not seek another term as the Democratic leader in the House. I have part of her speech here, and I want to talk about Nancy Pelosi uh, after we play this, because we're talking about an immensely historic and immensely successful Speaker of the House beyond so many others. And it, you'd be hard pressed to name another House Speaker who has had a record as successful as Nancy Pelosi, who has been able to do the things that she's been able to do. Here she is uh, earlier today on the floor of the House of Representatives. Last week, the American people spoke, and their voices were raised in defense of liberty, of the rule of law, and of democracy itself. With these elections, the people stood in the breach and repelled the assault on democracy. They resoundingly rejected violence and insurrection, and in doing so, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Yeah. So a round of applause for the great Nancy Pelosi making history in so many ways. The first woman speaker, the Speaker of the House who passed the Affordable Care Act. We can't forget that immense accomplishment. David, you remember in Blogosphere 1.0, we were all following that legislation throughout 2009, and there were so many occasions when it looked dead in the water. Like, okay, we're fucked now. This is not going to pass. And what was it like the day before? I think it was like Christmas Eve of 2009. Nancy Pelosi passed it through the House of Representatives and made history, helping millions and millions and millions of Americans uh, attain affordable health care with all of these consumer protections that make sure people don't get screwed, rolls back and eliminates rescission, which was one of the things that I think should get more conversation about the Affordable Care Act, about Obamacare, is the fact that it eliminated that awful practice where people would get dropped from their health insurance right after they were sick or injured. So they'd be diagnosed with like brain cancer or something, and the insurance right. company would go, well, you're out of coverage. Sorry. You're going to be too expensive. Yeah, yeah, can't yeah. That's anymore. gone. All the caps on out-of-pocket expenses, the closing of the Medicare Part D uh, donut hole. All the rest of it. it was such a historic thing. And that was just one thing. That was just yeah. one thing she passed. She was Speaker of the House when Donald Trump sent his militia, his army of freaks and weirdos, sycophants and suckers, to the Capitol building to invade and occupy Congress to try to murder the vice president, to try to murder Nancy Pelosi, to try to murder Chuck Schumer and some of the Republican leaders as well. And she stood there and and held her ground and organized and made sure that they got the help that they needed. We saw her acting like a badass in that Alexander Pelosi uh, footage, that documentary footage that was uh, shown before the 1-6 committee. Uh, She impeached Donald Trump twice. I mean, I'm just rattling these things off the top of my head. I don't have a list here in front of me. But the fact that she impeached— I got to say, when I met her in 2012— in Charlotte, it was just like a, a, a greeting line kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. she'd just given a very good speech. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I know that she's tiny, but when I remember yeah. her, it's, <laughs> I'm looking her across at her eye, not looking down at her eyes, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Yeah. She shook my hand. She said, I'm delighted to meet you, David. And you felt it. Yeah. yeah. You know? I, I got to like, meet her at Stephanie's and she, like, she knew everybody's name and it was not a small party. Yeah. 
and she couldn't stay for dinner. So she was just kind of there. She spoke a little bit and she met everybody that was there. And I got a picture with her secret service, which was cool. Um, <laughs> and, um, she was just, hi, Jody. It's lovely to meet you. Please give your mother my love. I'm such a big fan. And I was like, what? Who? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. What? You know what? So many people have that story, Jody, because the same thing happened to me. I met her backstage at the Sexy Liberal show in San Francisco. Right. And uh, I took my picture with her and uh, I had to kind of hunch down a little bit. Yeah, because, well, you're 100 feet tall. Yeah, well, that also. And the only <laughs> thing about that picture is it was taken backstage and there were green lights for some reason. And so we both look like we're... Like aliens? Like yeah, visitors. like a, in a Universal Monster <laughs> movie or something like that. It was like, or we were in that new Rob Zombie Monsters movie. That's what it kind of looked like. It's not a great picture, so I don't share it a whole lot. But the first thing she said to me, oh, Bob, you live up in Santa Rosa, don't you? How do you like living here? And I'm like, how the fuck did you know that? She's got really good advanced people is (laughs) what she's got. I mean, because that's like, that's like, that's hard for, I mean, my mom every now and then she'll see somebody that she knows, she knows them, but has forgotten their name. And she'll look at me and I'll be like, hi, I'm Jody. You know, (laughs) just introduce, usually if you introduce yourself, somebody will say their name back about 90% of the time. And so usually there's a look that she'll give me and I'll be like, okay, hi, I'm Jody. It's nice to see you. And then they'll usually say, but, but I mean, you know, she's got, I don't, I don't know if people are talking in her ear, but something that, uh, smart as a whip oh, and, yeah, and yeah. definitely has really smart advanced people that, that know who's in the room and know what, to just do that. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, so I hate that her final days as speaker have been overshadowed yeah. by this attack on her husband. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. And the fucking Republicans making jokes about it. Dinesh mm-hmm. D'Souza. Yeah. Dinesh D'Souza today. Today. Again, that's one of the reasons why so many independents voted for Democrats this time around, because they're done with the fuckery. They're done with Trumpism. And the Republicans just haven't gotten the note yet because they're too concerned about losing that cash cow, that gravy train of all the red hat suckers. But I mean, as far as Nancy Pelosi goes, I mean, I have a political science education. I know the ins and outs of what it means to have, to do advance work and to, you know, how politicians kind of grease the wheels and so on. And when she said that to me about, you know, knowing that I lived in Santa Rosa at the time, it just blew me away. I mean, I know that it's something that she was briefed on probably before she arrived, but still, it grabbed me. I, I can I gotta barely admit. retain, like, what I had for breakfast. You know? <laughs> like, I know. And I didn't really, I, have, I skipped breakfast. So, I mean, yeah. that's telling you, like, my memory is not awesome. But, I mean... <laughs> You know, she's walking in there, and she's probably talked to 20 people before she gets to you, mm-hmm. you know, and yet she knows your name, she knows your constituent, she knows what city, I mean, or, yeah. you know, I just... Yeah. But <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, you're a fucking badass, you are our yeah. very godmother of the mm. Senate, and yep. we are going to hate make, moving forward without you as Speaker. I remember yeah. on... Uh, and the, when we were at in D.C. the night we met, Bob, mm-hmm. remember when the Democrats took the House? Oh, 2006, yep. Me and Christy White turned to each other and yelled in unison, Speaker Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi, Speaker yeah. Pelosi, because it hadn't happened yet, but we knew it was going to. Mm-hmm. Like, <sighs> yes, it did. Thank you, Speaker Pelosi. You have been a soldier. Yeah, um, well, she had a knack, and I hope she, to some extent she's going to advise Hakeem Jeffries on this front because she's got some sort of superpower. 
Because as we she know- She gets those votes on the board. She knows Yeah, exactly right. Caucus. She has been able to hold this big tent party, this big tent caucus together, voting in unison, voting as a block on all of these wish list uh, legislative items from the progressive agenda to the center left agenda and all points in between. She's been able to pass that with all Democrats voting in favor, maybe losing one or two inconsequential uh, uh, representatives along the way. Maybe one or two people saying, ah, you know what? I'm going to be a one pain in the Tulsi ass and not go. Gabbards. Yeah, yeah. And so that has been immensely difficult, especially in a time when you're talking about a Democratic caucus in the House that includes moderates, that includes some moderate conservatives, that includes center left all the way down to the squad caucus and and the people who support them. That's a very, very diverse ideological bunch. And she has been able to keep them all together, showing a, a bold front and passing landmark legislation. Some of it obviously not making it through the Senate because the Senate is the Senate. But passing in the House, I think, has been significant. And I think if more people had recognized those successes, especially on the far left, especially among independents, it's entirely possible we could be sitting here with a continued Democratic majority in the House. But for some reason, the word of those votes didn't quite make it through all of the noise. It's just so it the Michael felt, Tracy's of the world. Yeah, exactly. The same people who said, well, you know what? The, the Democrats have failed to deliver on all of these things and whining and crying about, you know, they didn't get a pony or whatever it is. Well, the other thing is, is if California had gerrymandered, like... GOP states have because yeah. yeah. we have a bipartisan or nonpartisan commission that draws our districts and we lost mm -hmm. a seat this year. But had we been like the, say, Wisconsin, yeah, we wouldn't have lost the House. Well, and bear in mind, too, and this circling back to Kevin McCarthy and the House uh, Republican majority, that Kevin McCarthy doesn't have that superpower. I don't think no. Kevin McCarthy is going to be able to hold that caucus together the way Nancy Pelosi no. did on the Democratic side. He's going to, I, I said on Fuel Saying Show last night, the last person I'd want to be in American politics right about now is Kevin McCarthy. Because he's damned if he does, he's damned if he doesn't. <laughs> he's, Do you think he's even self-aware enough to know how much trouble he's in? I think he does. I mean, he does have a certain like reptilian kind of survival, like, you know, rat off the sinking ship kind of mentality. But I just, I just, he seems so profoundly thick to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, seriously, like it's just a head full of dry land and a lust for power. <laughs> like he just, yeah. that's all there is to Kevin McCarthy. Well, meantime, uh, Mary Peltola officially has won reelection in Yay. Alaska, defeating Sarah Palin. Thank God. That's a big darn deal. That is, yeah. a, that is a big darn deal. A big darn deal. Well, suffice to say, she has uh, lost once again. And, you know, even if she had won, she probably only would have served one year. Because she, she prefers only serving right. half terms, right? She would have right. gotten the Discovery yeah. Channel hookup yeah. thing and just been out of there like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Carrie Lake has decided to go full Donald Trump, yep. you know, doing her best sore loser routine now. Here's uh, Carrie Lake's remarks today about how she's not going to give up. She's not going to concede. Hey, Arizona, Carrie Lake here. I wanted to oh, reach God. out to you to let you know that Gosh, I am God. still in this fight with you. <laughs> For two years, I've been sounding the alarm about our broken election system here in Arizona. And this past week has confirmed everything we've been saying. When we called for Katie Hobbs to recuse herself over a year ago, oh, shut the they fuck ridiculed up. us. 
It turns out we were. Okay, well, did you ask Brian Kemp to Mark? recuse himself when he was Secretary of State in his governor's election? Or any secretary, assholes? any current Secretary of State that's running for that office again, like Brad Raffensperger? He just oversaw his own election. Yes. May yes. I just address a certain, I mean, with all due respect. Mm hmm. Ms. Lake, you lost. You lost. You liggity liggity lost. You lost. You lost. You lost. Now fuck off. <laughs> Get that out of my system. <laughs> I hope at some point in this world, being a sore loser is something that people despise and kind of laugh at. I hope that becomes a thing again. We need a new word for them that's more derogatory, like unflushable. Yeah, maybe that's it. Who knows? But here's uh, more of her sore loser speech. In the hen house. And because of that, voters have been disenfranchised. When we raised concerns and I filed a lawsuit months ago to get rid of the electronic voting machines, they said we were crazy. Well, it turns out we were right. On election day, nearly half of all polling locations had problems with tabulating machines and printers. Malfunctioning tabulation machines force voters to wait in line for hours to exercise their you mean sacred white rights. Oh yeah, welcome to black precincts in yeah, Georgia. Fuck you, you fuckity fuck fuck. <laughs> what, I mean, so got that broadcaster, but we are deeply concerned. Yeah. About the young man falling into a wood chipper. But hey, <laughs> what's the weather look like this weekend, Bill? You know, like, <laughs> that's right. And she yeah. was a news anchor. She's a local she news was. anchor, wasn't she? She's yes, totally yeah. working that. Ooh, ooh, oh, voice, my God. You know. WNBU. Yeah, yeah. Well, watch out. I mean, this is not the last we're going to hear of Carrie Lake. She's going to... Oh, she's go- she's go- she's gunning for VP with Donald. Oh, my God. Absolutely. If not the top of the ticket. I still think she's got a, uh, a chance of actually winning the nomination if she decides to run. Her and Christy Nome and Nikki Haley. Christy Nome, I think, has a better shot because she's an actual governor. But it, I feel it, like it, and she's SNL pretty. really nailed her though last weekend. Yeah. Just like the I can see Russia from my house with Palin. Oh yeah, yeah. When they when when they were like you know she was like our broken voting system. Oh wait. Got new numbers coming in. Uh, you know, Lake, you're in the lead. And as I've said many times, mm-hmm. we have to trust the system and let it work. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you're down again. She's like, in a society that can't trust its own democracy. You know? It's like she's picked a bunch of superficial things like Donald Trump has that sets her apart. It becomes part of her brand. That's what right. she's so uh, tethered to Donald Trump's style. Because he's got all that shit going on with the hair and the stupid tie and the suits and the orange face makeup that's just on the front of his face. And these are all things. He's got that silhouette. In marketing, they call it having a good silhouette. And so you could recognize that it's Donald that Trump. It's not just, a good silhouette unless well, you're I, a potato. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying it's an attractive silhouette. I'm saying it's a recognizable silhouette. Like Darth Vader has a recognizable silhouette. Batman has a recognizable silhouette. Donald Trump has a recognizable silhouette. And I think Carrie Lake is trying to do a similar thing by having this garish appearance uh, in all of her videos. Like, these are the things. Oh, this is part of my brand. I got to keep up the brand. And that's so Donald Trump. Absolutely Donald Trump. I mean, you saw him at the wedding, right? Tiffany Trump's wedding, where every single picture that he was in, he was posing with that thumb up and the- What the fuck is that, man? It's his daughter's wedding. Yeah, and he was posing like he does with rando red hat suckers in photo ops. 
And and that's the exact same way. So he's got this thing that he'll always reinforce the brand. That is his mentality. Always be reinforcing the brand. So if he stands with his thumbs up with Ted Cruz in some fucking ass-kissing photo op, then he's going to stand the same way at his daughter's wedding. And by the way, did you see Lara Trump's sleeves? Well, yeah, that's a thing that's that's a weird fashion thing that's been around for about a year now. Extra long sleeves? Yeah, they basically, it's kind of like almost like a cape around your arms because your arms come out of it. Yeah. Um, And it's kind of neat. But on the other hand, like she should have put her (laughs) arms, you know, like in front of her so we knew she had them. Because they do, it's it's like it's it's like a split sleeve that's really super long, uh-huh. and um, to me, it's like okay, really difficult to eat without spilling. Well, and then Ivanka cropped <laughs> out Kimberly Guilfoil in the Instagram she, she version. She didn't mean of that to, Bob. Picture. It was a mistake. She I didn't know. Mean to. Well, for some reason, Kimberly Guilfoil wore a black dress to the wedding. So she stood and out like a sort of in pastels. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But let me tell you something. I thought I thought Tiffany looked beautiful. I thought she really, really did. Uh, yeah. Uh, she I, the dress was stunning on her, and she she really did look pretty. It was was awkward for her to be in between her mother and the woman. Yeah. Oh, I know. Who was cheating on shirt. her mother yeah. with her father, and then the, and then her set her half sister whose mother was cheated on by her. It's very very interesting family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and Trump looked miserable. Trump looked miserable and he looks gaunt. I mean, I never thought I'd say that about Donald Trump. Because you you said on your Twitter that he looked thin and frail. And I was like, he hasn't looked thin since 1969. Oh, no. I mean, stringy, I think, is the word. Compare a picture of him right now to a picture of him, let's say, in 2017. Yeah. He has lost weight for some reason. And he's not the kind of guy who exercises. I talked about this on Tuesday. He's the kind of guy who believes that he only has a finite number of breaths or number of a finite number of heartbeats. Yeah, I think it's heartbeats where if he exercises and his heart rate goes up too high, he feels as though he's using up his heartbeats. (laughs) So he's going to die sooner. Brilliant. Yeah, it's all part of his eugenics, weird outlook on genes and and so on. And and so he doesn't exercise. That's for sure. And he's not going to curtail his lifestyle, his eating habits, because that's all part of the brand. Always reinforce the brand, right? So he's got to eat the hamburgers. He's got to have the two scoops of ice cream and everyone else gets just one scoop. And maybe he, he's increased his Adderall. That could be it. I mean, Kimberly said maybe he's on some sort of medication that makes him lose weight, but he doesn't look well. And his announcement was so, so sleepy. Somber. Somber. So somber. Yeah. Angela. Nobody, Angela, Angela, nobody celebrates Angela. And <laughs> oh, yeah, and that's right. He was talking about Angela Merkel, right? And I, yeah, presumably, but like in Sean Hattie's like, we're going to cut away now. Oh, yes, <laughs> like, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Even Fox News was cutting away. Fox News is done with Trump also. Well, at least for now. I've On got Truth some... Social, they are. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see. I think for now, they've tried to distance themselves. The same with the New York Post. Mm. But... I don't know how long that's going to last because uh, we've been down this road before. So we're going to talk about Trump's announcement, uh, the reviews. God, even Mike Pompeo was critical. <laughs> it's just so, so strange. Uh, and uh, oh, my God, so many different short circuits throughout the course of that. In the same speech, he was talking about how 
Joe Biden and just makes all these gaffes and he's old and he's got dementia and all the rest of it. Donald Trump had more short circuits in that announcement than I think I've ever seen at a rally speech. That's for sure. And those rallies are fueled by meth or whatever the hell he's on, whatever uppers he's using. So we'll talk about that and uh, a whole lot more, including a bunch of new crimes, a bunch of new Trump crimes. Can't stop committing new crimes. So we'll get into that, too. All that and more coming up on the uh, big Thursday show. So uh, as I've been saying for a couple of weeks now, um, the bad news is that we lost a record number of Patreon members due to declined payments at the end of October. What happens is when a member's payment information is declined, Patreon attempts to correct that error by sending email notifications and things like that. Say, hey, can you update your payment information? And if uh, they can't update their payment information, the member is eventually removed from the page. No longer a member, no longer has access to all of our bonus content and so on. Well, and this time we lost a few dozen members because of that. It's totally heartbreaking. And suffice to say, we need all hands on deck to make up for several dozen lost patrons. Is someone like uh, inflating a helium balloon or something in the background? What is that hissing noise? Do we hear that? I hear it. I'm not sure. Anyway. We need all hands on deck to make up for several <laughs> lost patrons as David inflates a lovely Mylar balloon. <laughs> if you're not a subscriber already, go right now to bobseskashow.com. Sign up for as little as $1 a month. You'll be supporting this completely independent podcast. And for $5 subscribers and higher, we have all kinds of bonus content exclusively for our Patreon members, including balloons for the kids, apparently. Again, that's bobseskashow.com, and we thank you. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska! All-time favorites all day long! Well, if you own it, like really own it, Brand new music from Feed Your Wolves, one of our favorites here on the show. A, uh, a track called Easy. Brand new single from Feed Your Wolves from England. Doesn't this just sound so California, though? Like top down. Yeah, LA, oh yeah. PCH. Yeah. I love it so much. Uh, link in the description to support Feed Your Wolves and to download this track. Get it now. 
bobseska.com slash music to submit. Okay. Getting back into things here, as we were saying before, the House Republicans have announced an investigation into Hunter Biden's business dealings, as predicted. Yep, they've put the clown shoes on early. (laughs) They were just announced, what, last night as having the House majority and right out of the shoot the next day, oh, we're going after Hunter Biden and his non-existent laptop. And how is that going to help inflation? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure that out. Well, it's just making them crazy that so many Trump family members are on the ropes legally right now. Mm-hmm. They feel like they have to do a little tit for tat. But it just, yeah. it's just—it's a waste of time and money. It's a huge waste of time and money. But that's what they're good at, you know, like right. running up deficits, wasting people's time, and being cruel. The Republican Party is all about tit for tat, David. That's what they do. All- yeah, and I feel like we should be a little more like. I mean, I don't know. Chuck Schumer needs like a necklace of his enemy's ears, you know? (laughs) (laughs) We need a little more bloodlust in the Democratic caucus, I feel like. I wish uh, Kay, um, oh God, why can I never remember her last name? From uh, Minnesota. Kay. Amy Klobuchar? Klobuchar. It's oh. the Amy Klobuchar. Okay. Amy so, Klobuchar. Well, I was, I was so K is not anywhere. Oh, I guess the first letter Just the, of her, last The first letter Klobuchar. of her last name is gotcha. a K. But other than that, All right, like, right, right, right. No Sorry, guys. Um, right. Yeah, no, I feel like she should be majority leader because I bet she could whip the vote like Nancy. Well, yeah. so I mean, Chuck Schumer doesn't have a hang-up with whipping votes. I mean, I think he knows how to get the votes when it's required, but it's right. just... Unless it's mansion and cinema. Well, yeah, but I mean, we're, you can't get blood from a stone. I, you know, well, see, I feel like Amy Klobuchar could walk into Kirsten Cinema's office and be like, sweetie, sit down. We're going to talk now. Well, I think... <laughs> and I don't, you know... I whatever. mean, I, I get it. I, I get that Chuck Schumer isn't what you would call a pit bull. <laughs> right. That is, I think, obvious to everyone listening right now. But what I do also believe is that, first of all, Joe Biden's the head of the party. Joe Biden's the one who sets the tone and uh, establishes messaging and so on to a certain extent, whereas Chuck Schumer's role is to turn out the votes for legislation. Chuck Schumer's role is to keep the Democratic caucus and the Senate together, etc. It's my role, for example, or Stephanie Miller's role, or your role, David, or your role, Jody. We're all in the same strata. Or I, I guess a better metaphor would be uh, spokes in a wheel, where if you take out, or if you, you put too many spokes on one end of the wheel, the wheel's not going to work. So you put everything on Chuck Schumer's shoulders, it's not gonna, the wheel is not going to spin. But if, you, if everyone does their job, then that wheel is going to move along quite nicely. And so I think we need to bear in mind who needs to do what. We can't expect all things from everyone. Uh, likewise, you can't expect David Ferguson to pass legislation and to whip votes in the Senate. That's not, it's not your role. It's not what you do. Uh, it would be a very different world if I did. <laughs> I know. I wonder what that would look like. Uh, but suffice to say, it that's, couldn't be worse shit show than Rick Scott trying to unseat yeah. Mitch McConnell after. I mean, Rick Scott just had the most disastrous year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he like didn't just like not gain any seats in a historic election of like you know, the Democrats holding their ground, but, like, he also is getting audited. Like, where did all the money go, Rick Scott? You wasted a lot of money, and we didn't get any results for it. So he's going to take a run at the most skilled Mm supervillain in Washington, D.C. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. Well, even, you know what, even that story in particular, we should talk about that now, because if they should audit anyone, it should be Donald Trump. 
because it was Donald Trump being miserly, being a cheapskate like he always is, that prevented a lot of Republican candidates from winning this past midterm yep. election because he was hoarding all of that money. He hoarded something like $150 million from his sucker followers and never released a single penny to other Republican candidates. In fact, the ones that he did, he, he released some money at the very end to a couple of candidates who had already been saturated with donations in the right. first place. So it was completely mm. useless. So on top of that, Donald Trump's attorneys have sucked down $7 million of RNC money. That money could have gone to Herschel Walker to help Herschel Walker in Georgia. Thank God it didn't. I mean, there are no, it, it needs to go to Herschel Walker's um, stay in a very nice facility. <laughs> Away from Washington, D.C., where the walls are soft. It's you a know. lovely place with a name like Stony Brook Acres. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> someplace, someplace where there are no vampires or werewolves. Have you right, heard this right. clip? Oh, my God. Oh Yesterday, my God. Someone, no. someone slipped Herschel Walker all the Adderall. I've never heard him motor mouth like this before. It was I mean, insane. We've seen Donald Trump motor mouth. We've seen Donald Trump Jr. motor mouth. If you've ever been around anyone who's been on cocaine, you know what a cocaine rant, I've been talking about this in the context of Donald Trump for years now. You know what a cocaine rant sounds like? It sounds like this. This is Herschel Walker yesterday on The Stump. I want to tell you to keep the faith. Oh, do you ever watch a stupid movie late at night hoping it's going to get better? Don't get better, but you keep watching it anyway? Because the other night, the other night I was watching this movie, I was watching this movie called Fright Night, Freak Night, or some type of night, but it was about vampires. I don't know if you know vampires are cool people, are they not? But I'm going to tell you something that I found out. A werewolf can kill a vampire. Did you know that? I never knew that, so I didn't want to be a vampire anymore. I wanted to be a werewolf. This is 1,000% this is a coke rant. I mean, I don't know it's that he's not, using yeah. cocaine specifically. I mean, you can have the same effect with Adderall to someone who doesn't need it for ADD. But right. for God's sake, th listen to him. It's like that, those scenes in Boogie Nights where <laughs> Mark Wahlberg and John C. Riley and those guys are all just sucking down the cocaine and talking about their nunchucks and their karate skills. Mm -hmm. And they're just going on and on and on at lightning speed. That's exactly what he's doing. Oh my God, have you ever been around a Coke user like who's just seen a movie? It's exactly like this. Then anyway, I as I'm watching this movie, and then you can tell how stupid it is because it's one in the morning. So I'm watching my TV, are these kids watching their TV, or a vampire kill on their TV? So you know it's kind of yeah. stupid, but I'm still watching though. As I'm watching this show, oh my God. it was funny, these kids had a vampire in their attic at their house. So they were watching their TV, now, I'm watching my TV. They're watching their TV. Or they see the vampire killer on their TV. So they win this contest to bring this actor. Now, y'all got to stay with me. Bring this actor who's a vampire Why? killer from their TV to get rid of this real-life vampire. And uh -huh. So as this actor comes to their home, he got uh -huh. all the right stuff. He what got all the right stuff summit? because you know you got to have a state and got to have a thing to, to kill him in the heart. And he got a necklace of garlic because that <laughs> worked. I don't know what it does, but it worked. You got to have a cross because it burned. I know that worked. And then all of a sudden, okay, I'm going to stop right there because it might as well at this point just be, yeah, he might as well just be doing that. Here's just by way of compare and contrast. Here's the character Badger in an episode of Breaking Bad talking about Star Trek while completely zapped on crystal meth. I ever tell you about my Star Trek script? Nothing's going on. Neutral zone is quiet. The crew is bored. So they put on a pie eating contest. 
The whole crew's <laughs> in the galley. They're eating tullaberry pies. Tullaberry? Tullaberries. From Gamma Quadrant, yeah. That's Voyager, dude. Okay, <laughs> blueberries then. They're eating blueberry pies Better. as fast as the replicator can churn them out. Finally, it's down to just three. Kirk, Spock, and Chekhov. Okay, Spock always wins these things. How is Spock gonna beat Kirk, yo? Spock's like a toothbrush. Look at Kirk, he's got room to spare. Spock has total Vulcan control over his digestion. You wanna hear this oh or not? Yeah. Okay, so that's just a little bit of that. It eventually turns out that Scotty is in the transporter room beaming the pies out of, out of uh, whoever's, out of uh, uh, Chekhov's stomach. But that gives you an idea of what a guy on meth sounds like. Now you compare that with Herschel Walker. This is what was so funny about it. And they're walking through the house. This this this, this guy got the whole I mean, he's still he's talking about he's still talking about fucking fright night. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's chosen to talk about on the stump. Why? Why is he talking about vampires and werewolves? Ted Cruz reading Green Eggs and Ham makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I'm telling you, this is like mental illness mixed with head injury, mixed yeah. with some kind yeah. of powerful, well. powerful yeah. stimulant well. mm-hmm. that will probably give his next unborn children gills. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> fortunately, he'll pay for them to be aborted. Uh, <laughs> well, on the opposite end of that spectrum, Donald Trump gave his announcement speech at Mar-a-Lago while ambient sleepwalking, apparently. Um, this was a, a bizarre thing to observe, and even the most red hat of red hats, the most crimson of red hats, yes, that yeah, thank you, uh, were like, What the fuck was that? I mean, even like crazy, racist, uh, anti Semitic, misogynist Nick Fuentes, who, by the way, I still think is a performance artist, he's gotta be, yeah, was just like, I, What the hell was that? That was the worst thing I've ever seen. Donald Trump was so sleepy, it was like his batteries were running out, where he could barely muster the breath to get the words out. I wonder if he said COVID again. Well, I think, you know what? He's got this thing where he's got two modes for his speeches. He's got (laughs) rally Trump, and then he's got I'm trying to be serious Trump. Somber, so somber. But when he's trying to be serious, he just sounds like he's about to fall asleep. I mean, I don't know if this was intentional. I don't know if he's got some sort of cult. He stopped to drink water on a couple of occasions in the middle of this. And he was had he to able like... to do it with one hand? Yeah, he did it with one hand, but he had to double pump. He had to like give it a, give it a jump start first <laughs> before it could make his Cheerio-shaped mouth. I and wonder so, if he's like sundowning. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It could be any number of things. But uh, the reviews were... Dismal. Uh, let's see here. Sarah Matthews. This is one of the most low energy, uninspiring speeches I've ever heard from Trump. Even the crowd seemed bored. Not exactly what you want when announcing a presidential run. Meghan McCain said, why is this so boring? And then she also said low energy. I think a lot of us were tweeting low energy. Sad. Sad. Yeah. I remember Trump's campaign for 2016. Like yesterday, he looks exhausted in comparison, said Caleb Hull. Uh, Catherine Watson said, we've watched Trump with more visible energy and excitement in many of his rallies than right now in Mar-a-Lago. Duh. Benji Sarlin said 2016 Trump would call 2022 Trump low energy. Cameron Joseph said, I've watched a lot of Trump's speeches over the years. This is pretty low energy. Also, it sounds a lot like every other recent stump speech. No new material for the big announcement. Yeah, it was a uh, Stephen Miller joint is what that was. 
Stephen Miller's the king of the copy and paste speech, where he just copy and pastes uh, bullet points and puts them together in random order. It's just like a mumbly list of random things. I think that was the official title of Trump's speech <laughs> last night. Well, and, and whose idea was it to not let people leave? Yeah, that was funny. People were making their way to the door while Trump was still talking, and security <laughs> wouldn't let them out of the room. I mean, that's, that's a fire hazard. That, I mean, what if your kid just texted you that they are in the hospital? I mean, there's so many reasons to let, what if you are about to puke for some strange yeah, reason? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't lock people in and a room. And not a strange reason. I mean, you're getting confronted with his flapping skirt. Well, you know face. what I mean. You yeah. know what you I mean? Know, yeah, these I are, totally t- these are supposed to be his supporters and, mm-hmm. and they're locking them in the room until he finishes his rambling. Mm-hmm. Well, even Mike Pompeo threw him under the bus, said, uh, we need more seriousness, less noise, and leaders who are looking forward, not staring in the rearview mirror, claiming victimhood. Wow. The National Review posted a, a, a giant graphic of Donald Trump's face, and then in all caps, the word, no, period. <laughs> Which is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, yeah. So some short circuits during the remarks. Trump called Herschel Walker flabblyus. He said, Herschel Walker is a very flabblyus human being. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> truth central. I yeah, mean, oh exactly. God. That's oh, right up there. Truth, truth central. Yeah. It's also up there with uh, what magnified fortune, of and course. And it's uh-huh. like baseball now and football. They do, they do action replays in magnified fortune. Magnified fortune. <laughs> they have fortune. a fashionable magnified tape (laughs) (laughs) and he just got done ridiculing joe biden for making gaffes and then he said i've gone decades decades without a war he said yeah i don't know what the fuck that even means he said reconstruction i guess that's what you call the civil war that's what i call the civil war fact check that's not what you call the civil war no that's what happened after After the the civil Civil War. war Yeah. At one point, he said, the Carters of power, or our Carters, they're not their Carters. Huh? Yeah. And then he said- trying to say corridors? Maybe. That could be it. I think he was trying to say that. But it came out Carters. He was saying, like, Jimmy Carter. Yeah. The Carters of power, or our Carters, they're not their Carters. So he said Carters, and then tried to- retcon it like he normally does and then couldn't stop saying it. It's like when he said the oranges of the investigation (laughs) and he couldn't fix it. Uh, Then he said, this is an elegant night and an elegant press place. Um, I've got no place predicting what Donald Trump will do or what will happen to Donald Trump because I've been saying that he wasn't going to run in the first place. Well, he is running. But for how long, that's the question. How long will he last? And there are a lot of never-Trumpers I've seen who are saying, oh, yeah, he's going to get the nomination and there's a chance he could win. Well, you know what? There's always that chance. And we should be prepared for that chance. We should get ready. We should hunker down. We should treat him as though he's going to be the nominee and proceed with our war faces on, of course. But at the same time, realistically speaking, This is not 2015, 2016 anymore. This is not 2016 Donald Trump. This is not the Donald Trump that we saw who was 
you know, like Herschel Walker, just an endless motor mouth, was the fresh face on the scene just off of his success of The Celebrity Apprentice. And I think everyone on the Republican side thought that he was going to pivot to being presidential and try to behave in a more, I don't know, David Gergen kind of way. That never happened either. On top of three losses in a row in which Donald Trump was essentially on the ballot. He was certainly on the ballot this past year, certainly on the ballot, obviously, in 2020 and 2018. Lost every single time. There was the And 2019 and 21. I mean, think about oh, it. Oh, yeah, there yeah. were special elections from 2018 on. So. Bingo. Yep, yep. And so these are all mitigating factors now that will keep Donald Trump away from being the nominee, or at the very least, away from winning a general election if he happens to be the nominee. Americans are done with Trump. Americans are yeah. done with Trumpism. Yeah. Not all of them, of course, but enough. Enough. Yeah. Enough. And because we have secretaries of state that are actually going to honor the voters, um, yeah. come, come 24, uh, we'll be okay. I, don't, I get the sense he doesn't even want to run. That no. The attitude that he had last, or I keep saying last night, it wasn't last night, it was, uh, what, Tuesday, Tuesday night. wasn't it? Yeah, it was Tuesday. Yeah, the attitude that he had was, I have to run. I have to run because I need the insurance policy. You know, if we're putting on a full court press here to try to defend ourselves from going to prison, then yeah. running for president may be an, just he believes that's another arrow in his quiver. Like this is another way that in two years, if I happen to win, then I will be able to pardon myself or whatever. Well, Hillary Clinton would like to have a word about being investigated yeah. while she was running. Yeah, right, right. Well, that's not going to shield him from prosecution. But he no. believes that if he becomes president, then he can stop the prosecution. Right. Right. So he's looking at this like it's an insurance policy, like it's another card in his hand that he can play. And so running for president suddenly becomes part of his legal defense long term. But it's not like 2016 where he legitimately wanted to run. This is one of those things where it's like, oh, God, oh, mom, do I really got to run for president? I'm so... That's what I I'm thought so, he wouldn't do because he's, he's fucking lazy as hell. Yeah. He's just lazy, directionless, chaotic, disorganized. Sleepy. Uh, yeah, we used, to play, yeah. <laughs> we used to play this as the music for Ben Carson. But I think this applies to Donald Trump now. Jason Miller had to come out afterwards and say, oh, yeah, don't you worry. He'll be crazy, Donald Trump, on, in his rallies. So when next time you see him do a rally... He'll be crazy. He won't be sleepy like this. So thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Jason, for the vote of confidence. I'm sure Trump is really happy with that defense, reinforcing the fact that he was somnambulant during his presidential announcement speech. Um, so meantime, Rupert Murdoch has told Trump that his media empire will not support another Trump run for president. News Corp. Okay, let's just take a moment to talk about the fact that this is a media... Yeah. Alleged journalistic enterprise mm -hmm. saying we can't be your state TV this time around. <laughs> right. it's just, yeah. it just it's appalling to me that where everyone's talking about this like it's normal. <laughs> that you know, a media magnate has been like, Well, I can't get in with you this time. Mm -hmm. You know, like and it's just like they're supposed to be objective. Yeah. I mean, we know they're not. Mm -hmm. But still it just I read that headline and was just like journalism is dead. Well, they did. You know what? They did the same thing in 2016. They remained neutral throughout some of the primaries, at least about Donald Trump, until it was clear that he was going to be the nominee. And then they were right back to kissing his ass. 
that's what they do. I mean, there's not they're not to be trusted mm. here. We're not to believe for a second that Fox News is going to remain neutral. Obviously, their primetime shows aren't going to remain neutral. I mean, Sean Hannity is like best friends with Donald Trump. Right. You think Sean Hannity is going to criticize Trump? No fucking way. And he didn't. All of the usual suspects in Fox News primetime were defending Donald Trump after he sleepwalked his way through that presidential announcement. <laughs> Just so long and awful and boring. News Corp source said, we have been clear with Donald. There have been conversations. Rupert made it clear to Donald we cannot back another run for the White House. Notice the use of Donald in that statement. Yeah, That's like a Mary Trump thing. That's like a way to get under Trump's skin. So not only was this uh, repudiation of supporting him, but it was also an insult to call him Donald. And then the New York Post the next morning. Oh, that was so glorious. Yeah. The, there was only a little teeny tiny headline at the bottom of that the front was a, page. I thought that was a doctor graphic. I did not trust that when I saw it. Oh, no, it's real. That was real. Yeah, That's at the real. bottom of the front page, it said, Wow. Florida man makes announcement, page 28. <laughs> and then you have to flip all the way back to page 28 where there's like three column inches that... <laughs> says that Donald Trump has announced his campaign for presidency. That's one of many things that have changed since 2016. Yeah. So this That's is like junior high yearbook shit. Oh yeah. Don't believe uh, for a second that this is going to be a repeat of 2016. I mean, you have to approach it as I was saying before, you have to approach it as though he's going to win, but uh, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. That's the best advice I could give about this. You were saying there's always a chance he could win. There's always a chance he could get the nomination. And I was yeah. like, there's always a chance I could get Poison Ivy. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, I know. I don't go running, you know, wildly into the woods wearing a thong either. Yeah, right, you know, right. Like, well, we, uh, we're late for another break here. So I'm going to take one more break. And when we come back, there are new crimes that are on the table when it comes to Donald Trump. And these are more things that hopefully will turn into, well, one is part of an investigation. The investigation. I just heard the good times theme in my head. You remember from the new crimes anytime you need a payment, <laughs> new crimes anytime you need a friend. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, uh, back with more show right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska.
uh, new music right here. This is a group called The Wavos. I think that's how you pronounce the uh, name of the band. The Wavos. W-A-V-O-S. With a, with a the in there. This is a uh, single called Here We Go. Brand new. Uh, I guess this would be a world premiere? I don't know. Link in the description to support The Wavos and to download this song right here. BobSeska.com slash music to uh, submit your work to the show if you have a band or if you're a recording artist, and thank you for doing that in advance. Of course, we're playing the full-length songs at the end of the free portion of the show. Okay, let's see. Uh, before we wrap up here, here's some uh, some more Trump crimes. Ain't we lucky we got a <laughs> new crime? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Alan Weisselberg <laughs> has testified that Trump authorized the Trump organization's tax evasion. And he cried. Yeah. Uh, so sad. Alan Weisselberg testified Tuesday that Donald Trump personally greenlighted untaxed benefits that are at the center of a Manhattan criminal trial against several of the ex-president's eponymous companies, including a gratis residence in New York City. Quote, the rent was authorized by Donald Trump, Weisselberg said, less than two hours into his time on the stand in state Supreme Court in Manhattan. The septuagenarian, who sported a deep gray suit and pale blue tie, spoke matter-of-factly. This is all according to uh, Rolling Stone. So Donald Trump in more trouble there. I'm sure this is going to be echoed in Letitia James' prosecution of the Trump organization as well. Meantime, Donald Trump wanted the IRS to audit his political enemies. I think Buzz mentioned this on Tuesday's show, but Mm -hmm. just to go a little bit more in depth about it, uh, while in office, Trump repeatedly told John Kelly, his second White House chief of staff, that he wanted a number of his perceived political enemies to be investigated by the IRS, Mr. Kelly said. Mr. Trump's demands were part of a broader pattern of him trying to use the Justice Department and his authority as president against people who had been critical of him. Such a whiny diaper baby. You know, this all is kind of falling under the heading, at least on the Republican side, of being tough and being strong, yeah. as Donald Trump says. This is strong. No, that's being but this pissy. Is, that's being yes, a bully. Yes, it's being a bully. It's being uh, insecure, being whiny. It's just, it's petty vengeance. Petty. Yeah. He's the fucking president. Jesus. That's one thing he didn't, he never quite realized is that when you're president, you don't need to do this shit. You're the fucking president of the United States. You have stature yeah. and a status and the bully pulpit at your disposal. You don't need to fucking sick the IRS on top of the fact that Harry Lippman informed us that uh, 26 U.S. Code 7217 makes it totally illegal for the president to request, directly or indirectly, that the IRS conduct an audit. Trump said he didn't do it for McCabe and Comey, both of whom he told uh, Chief of Staff Kelly to audit. So this is another thing where Donald Trump could very easily be charged with a crime for trying to do this. And I think Merrick Garland probably has a buffer of about a month and a half in which to do something. Because I think we should give him past the Georgia runoff. Because yes. it's possible the Department of Justice might be considering that Georgia runoff still part oh, of the midterms. Sake. Right, well, know, it technically really, still I, is, but, you know, we're still waiting. <laughs> I, I think it's going to happen. It's only a couple weeks. It's only a couple of weeks. The, yeah. the election's on December 6th, so yeah. it's not that far. I still think it's going to happen, and when it happens, I hope all their shit is together. I hope they've got an air, airtight case 
to get him. And that's why it's taken them so long to get to this place. But as we said before, no presidential run is going to protect him from being investigated. See also, as Jody said, Hillary Clinton. Uh, meantime, Trump just signed a deal with the Saudis, as predicted. This is, I mean, put this in context of the fact that he had the Saudis involved in that Bedminster golf tournament from yeah. over the summer. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if any of those top secret documents were, I don't know, previewed for the Saudis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's That's, entirely you know, possible. We talk about another country's nuclear capabilities, blah, blah, blah. I was thinking Israel. And the yep. Oh, yeah, that was, I think, everyone's first guess when that okay. story came yeah. out, that it was Israel getting in bed with the Saudis. This has been ongoing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that uh, Jared Kushner got a pile of money, what, $2 billion, $2 billion. Yep. something like that, from MBS. Well, this is one of Donald Trump's famous licensing deals. This is all he does. This is why he's all about the branding, because this is another one of those deals where they build a building, Donald Trump doesn't pay a f- cent for the fucking building, and then... The Saudis license his name to slap on the building. The the Trump family has struck a deal, this is according to New York Times, struck a deal with a Saudi-based real estate company to license its name to a housing and golf complex that will be built in Oman. Renewing a swirl of questions about Trump's mixing of politics and business, just as he appears poised to announce a third presidential candidacy. Well, he's obviously already announced that, but this story was, I think, from three days ago. Needless to say... (laughs) Donald Trump is up to his eyeballs in Saudis. No wonder he didn't condemn MBS after the Khashoggi murder. No wonder uh, Jared Kushner is in bed. No wonder the Saudis were staying at the Trump International in Washington, D.C. and using all those rooms. Um, This is something that has been in the works for a long, long time and explains so much Mm -hmm. about what Donald Trump is all about. So uh, that's it. Those are several areas where more Donald Trump malfeasance continues to come out of the woodworks like a a bad odor. I mean, just one thing after another. Um, I think that's it. I think I think we're done. Um, I wanted to. Oh, just real quick before we wrap up here. uh, A judge has overturned the Georgia ban on abortion that started around six weeks into a pregnancy. So, uh, good news keeps rolling out here. Yeah, where there are still some good people out there protecting human rights, protecting democracy. I feel so much better. I started out the show by saying that I have this uh, election year hangover, but one of the things that have been mitigating it is the fact that we did come out so well, I think. Uh, Obviously, losing the House (laughs) dulls the impact a little bit. But I think all the other gains kind of supersede that. Well, I mean, we could have some people in the House that are on the Republican side getting indicted for, I don't know, sedition. Yeah. And maybe maybe Hakeem Jeffries becomes the new speaker. I don't know. Well, plus, you know what's done in the Senate? This whole power-sharing arrangement where there are yeah. an even number of Republicans and Democrats yeah, as on soon each as, committee. As soon as Warnock regains his seat, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, let's knock some wood, guys. I, uh, yeah, knock all know, the wood. Get to work, David. Walker doesn't have... Uh, Kemp on the ticket to buoy right. him up this time. Yeah, right. yeah. So, and I, I just, I don't think people are that enthusiastic about him. No. Right. And since the Senate technically isn't hanging in the balance, there will be less enthusiasm on the Republican side because it's yeah. like, what's the point? Yep, yep, yep. 
Well, there's lots more to come on the big Shadow Docket show on our Patreon page. Those of you who are new to the program, we do a show every Tuesday, a free show Tuesday, free show Wednesday. The Wednesday is an interview show with a guest. Uh, Thursday is me and Jody and David, of course. Uh, Friday is me and Kimberly Johnson on the after party. That's exclusively on our Patreon page. That's our schedule for the week. And then after the Tuesday show and after the Thursday show, we do a bonus show. It's kind of act three of the Tuesday and Thursday shows. We call it the shadow docket. Conversation continues. Sometimes we talk about politics. Sometimes we talk about our personal lives. Like last week, we talked about uh, how we almost killed someone. <laughs> I told the story about how I almost stabbed a guy in the eyeball. That's a, that's a true story. That was on last week's Thursday shadow docket. So you're missing out if you're not signed up on our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. You're missing out on the Shadow Docket. You're missing out on the Friday After Party with me and Kimberly Johnson. Really crazy shit happens on that show. <laughs> so you don't want to miss out. Lots of uh, stories from our personal lives here in the refrigerator. And by the way, it is like a refrigerator. It's like 58 degrees in the house right now, and I'm freezing. All right, see you on the Shadow Docket, folks. Bye-bye. Bye.
Somber, so somber. <laughs> 